Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. The key is consistency. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. The key is consistency. Yeah, we, you know, this is episode 79, and the only way that we got here is that we made 78 before this. (laughs) That's exactly. There's literally no other way to do it. Not only that. that, Well, we could have started at 73. I mean, we could have. Would have it wouldn't lie. have made any sense. And, you know, it would have been only for our own amusement, which is, again, uh, any any week could be that the week where it just goes back to you and me, you know? <laughs> That's true. That really is true. So uh, how was your uh, holiday week? You know, it was good. I um, did not have any family in town, which is a mixed blessing. Um and we did here's what in my house we have all just agreed that we're not huge turkey fans okay and so i smoked us a brisket and it was fantastic now have you done a fried turkey before i've not done it fried and i i'm tempted but i keep seeing videos of them exploding yeah so anything i mean you could burn your house down smoking a turkey it would be hard i mean it's the likelihood of you burning your house down with a, you know, a giant, I don't know, like big green egg, which is going to be 400 degrees for, you know, 18 straight hours versus you putting a turkey fryer in your driveway. I mean, you, it's a point. You, yeah, it's fair. There, there are failure. Po- the thing that people screw up is they put too much oil in or they put a frozen turkey in. Both of right. those things are bad. You can And, and avoidable. Very avoidable. Yeah. Yeah. I did see a great video this year of they were about to lower the turkey in and the little girl, probably six, seven, something, came out the back door and every like it, the whole world turned to her and screamed, get back in the house, get back in the house. I told you, I get back in the house. And she, her face like, ah, she went back. It was like a whole amusing, uh, probably not for her, but for me watching no. it, uh, it was um you know, you expected the video to go one direction, and then all of a sudden, it was all about getting back in the house. It was, it was. Uh, I enjoyed it. Either way, uh, forty-five minutes in a fryer versus you know all day, and um, it 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 was it was a revelation. I didn't I didn't have it till I was in my thirties, and I um, was mad that my life had gone so far before I had experienced such joy. Fair enough. Fair so. enough. Well, I have a cheater smoker. I have a, a, a pellet grill. Right. That uh, runs itself, and you set it to a temperature, and you can pretty much go to sleep. and um, Wake up with some meat? Yeah, it was awesome. Wake up with some meat. I'm sure that's their slogan. Uh, it's got to be an album name, Wake Up With Some Meat. It's like Meatloaf. Yeah. Wake up with some meat. So, 
Well, that's that's fantastic. It's it's good to have some downtime. Um, we've got some di- some plans changing this year. Like we typically have a lot of people um, in town for Christmas. That doesn't appear to be the case this year. So um, we'll be kind of doing some adjusting there, which is not like you said, not a bad thing. Uh, I, on the other hand, did uh, two Thanksgivings with two families in two states. Ouch. Um, it, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, you just kind of learn that you're going to eat a meal like you normally would uh, and do it twice as opposed to eating one meal and eating like you're never going to eat again. But um, it, that was that was perfectly fine. We had a good time and then um, hopped in the car and drove to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Not, not Nashville, Tennessee. Asheville, North Carolina. The reason Asheville, why I was thinking about that – here, I've, let me explain – um, the reason why I was thinking about Nashville is that on the way to Asheville from Chattanooga, we listened to every episode of Dolly Parton's America I'm, podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm listening to the most recent one today, and it's um, yep. God, it's so good. It's uh, for those of you who have not checked it out. If you are podcast people, you should definitely check it out. Um, I mean, for me, Jad Evanrod could do no wrong, but um, yeah. now it's becoming also true that Dolly Parton can do no wrong. So. Yeah, this one was kind of this this latest one from this week is is a little interesting. It kind of talks about the stigma of southernness um and how she may not be helpful to that. Right. Right. I'm just I'm just barely maybe 6 minutes into it. So. Yeah, I listened to it this morning um after binging the entire one. But anyway, lots to talk about Nashville and country music and all that on that for trip. Sure, for sure. Uh did get to visit the Moog factory. Um did not twist- get in the car when instructed by me to come nope. participate in my gig that night. Yeah. I was like, Hey, we're, I'm dead. He's like, get in the car and help me basically. Well, I know. Uh, just, I just observed a couple of times that if you got in the car right now, you could be here in time for this to happen. Which but, for, for anybody who's keeping score at home would have been me getting in the car and driving for three and a half hours to that gig. Yeah. Yeah. It well, would have been three and a half hours. I would have been like, Hey honey, I know we just got here. I know you're having a great time. We just had dinner, but um, we got to go. Plus, we've been in the car already for... Yes. I know that we've been in the car for three and a half hours. Well, let's get in the car for three and a half more hours to, so so hey. that that stranger you talked to that one time... I didn't tell you to take the long way from Atlanta to Greensboro. I, hey, you know, it is that, what it that's is. That's on you, man. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, saw the Moog factory, went to Biltmore, did all of the Asheville things. Nice. Um, three days in Asheville is probably a day and a half too many. Yeah. I like Not Asheville a lot, a lot, but it's, it's um, yeah, either either you're going on a brewery tour that can last forever there, or, it, yeah, you a, a, day, a day or maybe two is enough. Yeah. Um, did run into a couple of groups while we were there, um, a group called... Um, well, no, I'm not going to, I won't name their names, but they were perfectly nice um, and talked about the podcast and hopefully they are uh, turning in. And I bought one of their t-shirts because their t-shirts looked pretty cool. Sweet. It was a $20 t-shirt. I tipped them 30 bucks because they were traveling and I thought that was good uh, musician karma. Totally. To Gotta do help that. them out. Listen, you just got done writing, doing an episode about how to be a good audience member. So Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because I was like, I literally talked about this and he looked it up. He's like, hey. So you did. You didn't make that up. But that was fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, so this coming week, I've got a church gig on Sunday, and then I am prepping for a trio holiday party uh, the following Saturday. Um, so I'm just kind of in guitar world. Um, you know, I, I, I played a little bit this afternoon. I've been playing basically whenever I have a spare minute just to make sure I've got all these tunes back under my 
fingers um, yep. working up Run Run Rudolph and Jingle Bell Rock and um, also some just some other stuff that this band plays that I haven't played in a while or ever. So just lots of guitar playing in my immediate future over the next uh, 10 to 14 days. That's good. Don't punk out on the intro to uh, Jingle Bell Rock. You got you to gotta nail that thing. Oh, really? Bling a dink, bling a dink, bling a dink, bling a dink, You gotta get that. You gotta get it. Let me, let me see here. Just, just one second. Let me oh, see. oh, uh, here it comes. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, there you go. Anyway. Wow, that was a nice major seven there, too. That was very good. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I know some chords. You know some chords. Some were worth 10 or 20 cents. At least. That's good. That's good. So yeah, working on that, working on other things as well. Um, what I'm not really working on is like any of my band stuff. Like <laughs> <laughs> we, We've got promo for a date in January, but other than that, like nothing is going on. Yeah, we uh, actually we are our, pretty quiet on the band too. Our, our next gig is uh, Saturday after Christmas. We've got a holiday party in two weeks um, just to get together. And then other than that, it's just kind of everybody's off in their corner uh, doing family stuff and holiday stuff. And that's sure. that. Sure. 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 Hey, so here's, here's the thing I can update you on. Yes. First gig with the Acoustasonic. Yes. So I did get, I did get this. See, th- these are the, the conversations you guys don't get to hear about. You know, there's a whole back channel. Um, the <laughs> things you, you would, you would hear if, or read. That's right. If you were on these threads. That's right. If you were a fly on our IMs. It's weird. But yes, Acoustasonic on its maiden voyage. Yeah. It sounds like a big old acoustic. It sounds like a dreadnought. It really does. Put it through a, big, a good PA and it sounds huge and fat. I mean, I expected it to be in my hands. It felt like it was going to sound thin, but it does not sound thin. It sounds juicy and great. Um, the thing I'm going to have to learn is how to play it with some dynamics because mm-hmm. when I have it on an acoustic sound, my it feels like an acoustic in my hands. And I bang on it percussively like I do with an acoustic, but I'm giving this much smaller form factor all the energy it can take. And which means there's no more to dig into to get more out of like there would be right. on an acoustic. So for instance, I was doing creep and I got to where it got big and I had no more to give. I was already, <laughs> I was like, I was playing the quiet part of creep as loud as the guitar would go. So I rolled it up a little bit and kind of learned to feel back some in my playing. And, and that, that's what I really need to practice with it to get more range in the dynamics of it because it's, yeah. I just found it really easy to play at full volume. Um, which is not yeah. What you so want. you would end up having to play the acoustic parts like an electric, and then play the heavier parts like an acoustic. Something to that effect. Yeah, or or yeah, yeah. It's just I think it might just be its own beast. I think it just needs. I just need to learn how how its touch is. Um, interestingly, here's the other thing: is when I put it on its its electric sounds, it literally feels different in my hands. It feels like an electric. I want to play it like an electric. Um, it's the weirdest thing. I never realized how much the sound feedback the uh, my ears were part of the feel of a guitar but really like my hands did different stuff on it when i had it the switches in different places it was so bizarre Hmm. Um, but uh but but cool and i and i i i liked every possible noise it made um there were sometimes when i felt like it was too the the bass was too much too boomy and i like rolled in some some of a smaller guitar model and um that took care of that and it was you know it's just really I'm really happy with it. I think there's a lot, I have a lot to learn yet in terms of how to really use it well, but I'm so far very, very pleased. Fantastic. So, 
Um, I was in talks to get it, uh, pick up that G707, and just like things happen, um, the liquidity that I had available to me kind of uh, dried up, evaporated. Yeah. So um, I'm not holding my breath, but um, you know, I have I've <laughs> chosen to not pursue it further mm. at this current juncture. Well, it's a very cool guitar. It is, and I'd love to have one, but um, you know, money you have to have money to spend money. <laughs> you gotta have money to spend money. It's true. Um, oh, other things. There's credit cards. Yeah, but no. But um, no. yeah. And then also um, looking at doing, uh, getting promo uh, kind of consistent across the whole branding spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, reached out to a friend of mine who owns a um, a production company, and got a quote for um, some studio shooting and some graphic effects and some some work. Um, and it's uh, it's not. A it's not an ordinate amount of money, but it is a lot of money. Mm. So, um, you know, if I were to talk about these three different bands and split it up, I would be spending just a little over a thousand dollars for each of them, which doesn't seem that outlandish considering the potential return that I would get back. Sure. Um, but it is about $4,000 more than I have right now. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Do you have $4,000 to spend on stuff right this moment? No, no. I actually no. just, um, I, I'm proud to say the Acoustasonic was bought entirely on saved up gig money. Um, Fantastic. But uh, no, that cleaned me out. So I'm, <laughs> I'm back, back to zero on that. Yeah. My anniversary trip to Asheville did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it was still that was money well spent, um, but yeah, it's well. Some some decisions will have to be made down the line um, on how and when we're going to make that happen. So. Sure, sure. Well, is that all the catching up we got? I think so. So I was talking to Dan um, that to you know we just finished the uh, the Thanksgiving episode that this week might just be the Festivus episode where we pull out the. Um, the metal bar, the dude. yeah, the the Festivus pole, the um, yeah, for yeah. the feats of strength and the airing of grievances. That's right, that's right. So, I just want to throw one thing out there that's been bugging me uh, about the whole music scene right now, and it's a little something about a um, an artist named Billie Eilish. Now, Dan, have you heard of this this William Eilish person? <laughs> that is not her name, but yes, I have, and I actually am. Uh, um, I wouldn't say I am exhaustively deep in her catalog, but what I've heard, I've enjoyed very much. Could you? Um, we're considering strongly covering um, um, bad guy. Yeah, because could you catch? Could you catch our listeners up in a in a in a single sentence on who Billie Eilish is? Uh, edgy semi goth chick singer. Um, of what era? Of super young, pr- pr- profoundly young. Uh, yeah, so th- for those of you who are keeping score at home, Billie Eilish, um, I think she's about to put out her, her second full-length record. Um, she is 17 years old. I think she's about to turn 18 years old. And um, they were interviewing her for something, and she mentioned she didn't know who Van Halen was. Um, and a lot of the interwebs were, like, all up in arms about it. And um, I just find it very interesting that 50-year-old men are upset that a 17-year-old girl doesn't listen to the same bands that they do. It just seems kind of 
I don't understand how that's unacceptable. Well, I think there's, I mean, part of it is she's being prominent. How dare she? And she's making a career in music, you know, how dare she? And people who might've wanted that once, but gave up on it and became accountants or, um, you know, or blues lawyers or blues lawyers. Yeah. As a, as a blues product manager, I had, I have to sort of take, you know, sure. Mild umbrage. But the point is that there's, um, I think there's a significant jealousy factor from people who are older and less accomplished, um, in that. So I guess definitely part of what's going on. Well, I don't know if you saw, but, um, Wolfgang Van Halen actually, uh, stepped into the fray here. Uh, and it was basically like, uh, it's fine. Yeah. She, she doesn't need, yeah, she does not need to know no. what, what's going on. No. And, well, and oh, it's going on. What was going on 30 years ago? Right. And not even 30 years ago, like 30 years ago, Van Halen was entering like their second phase. That's right. That's you right. I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's generous to say 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. This is funny stuff. Um, so that was something that was bugging me. There's a lot of like, and, and it could just be the, you know, the culture that we are in that, um, that there's just a lot of outrage kind of pooling around. The other thing that I've been hearing a lot about is that people um, either are alleging that people are speeding up their um, yeah. their performance videos online. Yeah, so, okay, so look, what, so we got to back up. We got to back up. So for non-guitarists, there is this, first of all, this cult of the shredder in the guitar culture that I think is alarming that, you know, I've never, it's never been my medium, my, my genre, but, um, the degree to which people who are into this are all about notes per second, um, as the sole measure of musical quality. Um, and I find it just infuriating. It's just, it's just so like, you know, put any of them up next to David Gilmore, you know, or somebody else who's so musical and so lyrical and so slow compared to them. And it's just like, right. it's night and day. Like one's playing music and the other is a human metronome. And, you know, it's, it's alarming. But so to prove their staggering musical chops, apparently some people have been doctoring videos of themselves playing by speeding them up to get more notes per second. <sighs> Or to, yeah, to pull off uh, licks that they can't they can't, they can't actually play, and I would say you know this is another one of these interesting concepts about the internet and um, music culture kind of colliding, because there's now this whole genre. I mean, and we've interviewed you know we interviewed uh, Cooper Carter, who is primarily an online musician. Right now, he he plays in Meat Space and has uh, a cool job working with um, you know professional musicians who are you know looking to leverage the technology that he's an expert in. Um, but there's this whole movement of basically Instagram and YouTube musicians that um, that's the medium through which they perform. And one of the things you were saying a lot about shredding and how it's kind of this whole, you know, it can be a bit much and it's not necessarily your cup of tea. I find that the kind of things that you can watch in a um, in a in an Instagram video is exactly the perfect amount of that level of playing. <laughs> One Instagram video and you're done. Well, no, I'm just saying that like digesting that in like a 60 second or less bite is 
it, I find it enjoyable in the way that I wouldn't find the um, the same person playing an eight minute song. I would not enjoy that. You know what I mean? Or a two hour concert. Sure. I, th- I think it's the, the the point being that you know being able to do that and doing it in short bursts is something that I would consider entertainment and um, something I enjoy consuming. Um, but what what's what's happening is that some musicians are calling other musicians out for this particular practice. And then there are other, those musicians, some of them are, some of them take umbrage with that allegation um, because they can play that well. And um, it just seems like it's this kind of dual-edged sword where, um, you know, people can kind of diminish your, your output, your ability just by saying, oh, this is sped up. And that somehow um, kind of diminishes your standing with them. And it's the same thing that we were talking about with the whole Billie Eilish thing is that people who are jealous who may not be able to do that. But on the same note, um, there are people who are probably doing that and lying about it. And I don't necessarily think that that is, I don't think there's a right or wrong in the situation. I would say that if you are trying to, um, to work something up or you want to show off, um, your melodic abilities in composing and you say, Hey, I'm uh, this is what I want it to sound like and I'm working on it. And you want to speed it up just so that you have kind of proof of concept that on how you want to do it. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Um, I've definitely been in scenarios where I have recorded something that um, I could not do on a single pass, uh, but I had a deadline and, you know, use some studio uh, wizardry to make it happen. <laughs> I have copied and pasted notes around it in a solo. I've done that. I haven't necessarily done that, but, like, I've done some stuff where um, I've used, like, Melodyne to add harmonies to, oh, to guitar solos and that sure, kind of thing. Sure, sure. That's the kind of stuff that it's good for. And then you can also do things like Verispeed where you can, you know, slow a, a, a run down by, like, a, a percentage and um, get it down when, you know, when time you're in a time crunch and i again that's the reality of playing music in um in the world that we're in but you know the thing about guys like us is that inevitably the rubber meets the road in front of people so whether you do whether you're 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 tricking people uh when you're sitting behind your laptop uh when you're standing on stage in front of a crowd you've got to stand and deliver so yeah a lot of these guys don't have to do that that's true, and you know, listen. I want to. I want to. I want to revise my earlier statement before we start getting hate mail. I. I. I don't mean to yuck anybody's yum. If. If you know, shred is your jam, then jam on, and I. I applaud that. Um, from my perspective, not that not being my jam, it feels to me like you're cheating something that doesn't get you anything to cheat. So I don't. I don't get the whole thing, I, and that's on me. That's not on. That's not. You know, it's not true that that is whatever, not musical. I, it, it's, it's my not getting it. So yeah, I would say shredding shredding's like bacon, like bacon's good, but there is such thing as too much bacon. And when you've had too much bacon, like you don't want bacon anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ugh. yeah. I'll tell you my, so, my former, I probably told you this, but, uh, my co-front man, Justin had, uh, in his last band, his guitarist, all he could do was shred. That's all he had. Yeah, he couldn't like play. Yeah. It was yeah. All he had was shred. And, um, Justin nicknamed him shreddy Kruger. Yeah, that's a good one. Because he slashed up every song. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great stage name. Shreddy Kruger. No, if that was your, if that's your bag. I give you that one free of charge. 
Actually, it's not yeah. really mine to give, but nonetheless. I, there, I know a few Shreddy Kruegers. My favorite um, one of the, <laughs> those uh, stage names is uh, my friend Greg Lee goes by uh, Base Ventura Fret Detective. Oh, I like it. Because he's a bass player. And is he like trying to find the right note every time he plays? No, he's he's quite capable. Okay. But um, if he was like one of band- those hunt and peck bassists. Fred, no, he, Fred Detective would be. No, he's very much, uh, he, he's one of those rock solid dudes. Awesome. Well, good. Everybody in their band has a stage name and his is Bass Ventura Fret Detective. That's good. But I, I'm pretty sure that's not the only one out there. So, and if you need, if you need that, I'm sure you could probably take it. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to come knock on your door. But if they do, you don't want to so, be Bass Ventura. Yes, of course. Yeah. Hey, well, I have an idea. Let's pause right here and run a commercial nobody's heard before. It takes a lot of work to get people to a gig. When they do show up, make sure they can see you. Put your band in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Entertainment lighting that is affordable, reliable, easy to use, and set up and tear down. But most of all, Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that creates better audience experiences at your gigs by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. Imagine dramatic color changes, dynamic strobes and chases, and even blackouts at the end of songs. All possible with just a step on a foot pedal or the touch of a button on a mobile device using Chauvet, DJ's Bluetooth, or DMX technology. Being in a cover band is a performing art that uses audio and visual production. So don't rock in the dark. Set your band apart from the competition with professional lighting you can load right into your car along with all your other gear. Small effort, big results. Don't just rock. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. See? Nobody's heard that. Nope. Totally fresh. Always just cranking out the fresh content. You know what? Sometimes you just gotta... Well, listen... Something's just too good to, you know, this becomes a classic, an instant classic. <laughs> Great. <laughs> everyone, loves a, everyone loves a throwback these days, don't they? Yeah, it's practically, yeah. Yeah, it's practically a, um, a nostalgia act at this point. This, uh, yeah. Yeah. We probably ought to re-record those. Yeah. Um, th- there's, a, there's some talk about new copy. Oh, that'd be um, good. That'd be good. Yeah. But to be fair, Chevy DJ is paying us. Actual, to say that. actual money, actual literal dollars and cents. So, um, if you don't, <laughs> if you if you grow tired <laughs> of uh, of these placements, uh, there are ways for you to uh, to change the narrative. And it's not it's it's surprisingly affordable at this point. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you could displace them as our sponsors. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying you can necessarily displace them, but I'm saying that if you wanted to hear us say something. Um, Oh, it could be gotten for a very nominal fee. It's really true. It's really true. It's very. If you affordable. want us to propose to your, your girlfriend or something, we can. Oh, so speaking of um, yeah, of the intersection of art and commerce, yeah, um, yeah. The other thing that's been going on is um, our friend Mike Schulte, uh from the Pork Tornadoes. Um, we we talked about this before that there there is a, an additional back channel between uh, the three of us. Uh, we just kind of hit it off and. Um, we talk a lot about now. Me and him have our own channel that's basically nothing but like uh, post punk emo throwback talk. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm more than willing not to be part of that. You are, yeah. You have you have uh, Dan Ray has left the chat. Mm. Um, 
but the other thing that they man, um, I'm a super they, super crotchety old guy in this episode, aren't I? Yeah, apparently so. Although I know but, Billie Eilish, so that's there's that. Yeah, you do. Um, when the party's over is like my favorite song of hers, and uh, ah, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, but the um, they are working on um, some additional promo stuff that uh, Mike was generous enough to let us see before they officially released it uh, to give our two cents. And that is something that we do. Um, if you are looking for advice and you don't want to necessarily um, throw yourself to the uh, wolves in the Facebook group, you can reach out to us directly um, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com or uh, through the contact page on coverbandconfidential.com, our website. Um, and uh, they are doing uh, celebrities read mean tweets about their band. Um, and they're using the uh, cameo service that we have mentioned multiple times um, in order to do that. And, and it's um, pretty killer. It's funny. Yeah. They are at a level where um, people do say mean things about them. Yeah. Um, the running joke with Dan and I is that we are apparently, our bands aren't big enough to have no, people slag no, us. No, we're close. No, no, we're close to big enough. But um, they, they've they hired some um, people using the cameo app to uh, to speak to uh, speak to that. Uh, and there were some some pretty heavy hitters. Steve O from Jackass, Tom Arnold, Tom Arnold, uh, Heidi Montag. Um, who else? There were a couple that I did not recognize because I'm apparently old and crotchety. Mm. Um, but those are the ones that jumped out at me. Uh, the, oh, uh, John Heater, uh, Napoleon right. Dynamite. Right, his is really good. Right. It's yeah, it's interesting to see what they do with them. They kind of take them in their own direction. Yeah, and and each one of them had some like. Oh man, it's all right. Don't listen to the haters at the end of it. Some, you know. Yeah, that was actually the part that I was really surprised by is that every single one of them, after being asked to read a mean thing, went out of their way to make sure that they said a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to kind of counter it out. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was really yeah, good. it was very refreshing. And and I would say a lot of these celebrities have definitely done some work on themselves. Yeah. Uh, yes. Because they had very <laughs> yes. they had a very um well uh, established uh, dialogue with well, listen, uh, I negativity. Think, I think if you're Steve-O, you've encountered some negativity in your life. That guy's story is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and you should, if you don't, if you don't subscribe to his YouTube channel, you absolutely should um, because he, uh, he spills the tea on all kinds of stuff. Hmm. Um, there's, there's an entire video of uh, celebrities he's done blow with Um <laughs> he does like a whole breakdown on all of his tattoos and like um all the drugs he's done like if you are even remotely curious on what it what it was like living in between um his ears you should definitely check out his uh check out his YouTube channel it's fascinating stuff and for a nominal fee you can have him say practically whatever you want via yeah. cameo yeah i and i will say this you know we were we were we've been talking about cameo for about a year now um and we said you better start getting while the getting's good. I'm thinking the getting is starting to get as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked because, recently. Who's on, who's on there now? It's not really. It's not really that so much. Is that um, I think the awareness of the people participating in cameo has changed, mm. and what what they're doing and what it's worth. Um, there be there, it, it used to be pretty easy to get somebody to lock to get locked down and, and get a response. Um, I'm starting to get like, we've, we've tried to get a couple of things um, through some people and gotten uh pushback from their management. 
or wanting like additional information or additional compensation in order in order to do what it is whatever it is that we asked for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's I think I think Cameo itself has has become self aware and may not be as um, as much of a a pool of resources or a gold mine as it uh, might have been a year ago. So your That's mileage may vary. You may be able still be able to get what it is you're looking for out of it, but um, I've definitely noticed a shift in um, interactions with trying to get those kinds of things uh, done, especially for promotional purposes. Interesting. Good to know. So have you uh, hammered out any more Christmas tunes? No, no, I really haven't. Um, I have, I have one more Christmas gig booked uh, on the tenth for uh, uh, Boy Scouts. Actually, Boy Scouts, you say? Yeah, I'm gonna be playing for Boy Scouts. We'll see if Boy Scouts are willing to sing along or if they just make campfires. And, they may sing know, along. Um, tie tie my, knots. I don't know. My son's um, Cub Scout troop goes to uh, one of the assisted living facilities. They'll actually be doing it this coming weekend. Uh, to sing Christmas carols for the uh, for the old folks. Yes, I have one of those next week on Tuesday. Um, and for those of you who don't, if if you are looking to um, work some of your material up, um, that's a great way to volunteer. It really to, is, um, and the the um, they are appreciative of most anything you lay down. Uh, I remember in, in high school, I was in the jazz choir, and we would we would like put up put together like a whole Christmas show you know with choreography and stuff like that and um before we ever did like ticketed stuff they would always put us through the ringer at the um at the retirement facilities um because they were a an appreciative audience and we were playing stuff that they knew really well um and it definitely kind of changed my perspective on because as a as a 15 16 year old kid you're kind of like this is but like after observing it firsthand and um you know, not to get too poetic, but there's mu- there's power in music and there's power in um, what it does to um, trigger memories and nostalgia. And totally. it's, um, it can be super powerful. Totally. And as a, like I said, as a snot-nosed high school kid, I didn't necessarily understand that. Um, but it, it's it's obvious even uh, to the most um, to the snottiest, narcissistic snottiest child. noses. Indeed. Yeah. So, um, and they're everywhere. So if you, if you, uh, if you want to put together a short set, uh, getting a hold of those people is, is fairly easy and most of them are not compensated, but some of them might be. So it's worth a shot. Yeah. I've never seen one that was, that's always a volunteering opportunity in my experience, but. And a good one at that. Totally. Totally. Very much worth your time. Anywho. And a low pressure gig. Cause yeah, you know, the ones that are there can't hear. Yeah. And they're just happy to. Have you there doing something, Adam? Indeed. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, I got one, I got one other thing. Um, okay. So, kind of a cool event happening next week that um, I'm just I'm proud is happening in our scene. Um, we have a guy here. His name is um, James Vincent Carroll, and he has been a solo acoustic dude in a couple other formats, but mostly solo acoustic for. I mean, he's been a full timer at it for 15 years. Okay. So like super established and plays every night somewhere. And, um, and this year he has really, um, you can see that he decided to reach out and, and, and start, um, putting energy into the community of musicians. Cause he's really been active about that. He started a Facebook group that was like 
the the music family locally like um and uh he's having a get together on Monday and I don't know if he got the idea from Paul Kent over at Gigab he Paul has an annual holiday musician get together thing that I think was like yesterday if I yeah. heard right from the podcast that they did about that um but uh James Not is, that we listen to that kind no, of thing. No we don't we fully do we fully do we fully do huge fan um but James is his next next Monday and um so it should be really cool to get together with folks in the community and and not be playing music right not be cuz you know I we we never see each other cuz we're always gigging all on the same nights and um and there won't be any music happening it'll just be networking and socializing and hanging out and um it's going to be great i'm really looking forward to it it's going to be a lot of fun fantastic yeah i'd love to have james on sometime i'll, I'll talk to him about that we've talked before about it but um he'd be a neat guy to talk to cuz he's his branding is super on point and uh um and you know what like what is it to be a full timer all on your own for the longevity he's had um really takes something and i think i think he has some cool stuff to say so so i'll chat with him about that awesome yeah well that's all i got me too all you crotchety old geezers be <laughs> nice to to young kids and um, maybe maybe they'll play Christmas music for you <laughs> at the home. <laughs> You'll need them at some point. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, what a lucky, way to tie up. If yeah. you, wait, no, no, I got it. If you're lucky, Billy Eilish herself will come and sing "Bad Guy" to you. Yeah, maybe. But that was a nice way to tie a bow on that whole. It all came together. It all came together. It's like the noodle between all the meatballs. It's yeah. It's the this is we do it. We we had this thing planned the whole time, you guys. The whole time. The whole time. Anywho. Well, um, I hope you all had a lovely uh, holiday week. Um, we'll definitely have more to uh, unpack uh, as we go through the gigs uh, this coming week. And um, still working through some, uh, some interview opportunities and trying to uh, line some of those up. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and lots of more thing, more fun things on the way. From Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 79. Have a great week. <laughs>